Yo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, Tawa, is that you? It's me. It's me. Oh, <laughs> of course oh it is. The famous host of I Saw Him First. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleased to be here. <laughs> Are you ready to come on to my podcast? Obviously, this is my my week. You're going to be on my podcast this week. You ready? 100%. Let's do it. Wonderful. Let's go. <laughs> So as somebody who has graduated, I would say, I mean, enjoy, enjoy the being at home as much as you can. Really? <laughs> like, no, no, not being at home. No. Why am I lying? Sorry. No. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy being a student as much as you yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, nice. that's kind of what, yeah. that's what, that's what my plan is. Cause yeah. just being home for so long now, I'm like, Oh, I didn't really, I didn't enjoy uni as much as I probably should. <laughs> the student life, I, I want to enjoy the student life now. I'm looking forward to it. I stressed out so much about like grades and, you know, exams and all of that. And now I'm just like, no, I think I'm just going to enjoy being a student because it's just one more year. So, honestly, and you do biomed, so I get the stress. It is stressful. I, like, I, have, I have friends who study biomed, and I just remember like seeing them all in the library, just crowding around. Really, like, till yeah. midnight, till honestly. midnight. It's it's so. just it's like a nine to five. Really, it's not even a nine to five. It's a nine to midnight sometimes. It's stressful, but this year I've told myself I'm not gonna stress out. I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> I have to well as much as I can with COVID still out there yeah. I keep thinking like what is what's the setup gonna be at uni because obviously I don't think venue is gonna open no. or anything like that for the first time at least because uh, um, I've been watching loads of the zoom calls for um the uni today was about what did they do today security and uh student well-being so they've been in all sorts of um seminars to kind of encourage us to um come on campus and be safe and i mean i don't know they're trying their best um let's just hope their plan actually is feasible Mm. (laughs) um yeah because i honestly i just want to be back I just want to go. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm on my way. Either like whether or not, as long as they said, oh, the campus is going to be open, we're going to do 50-50 um, online and in person. I was like, yep, mom, school is running. Because <laughs> at first she was like, maybe they'll do everything online. I'm like, I hope not, I hope not. Because <laughs> then she would just force me to stay. <laughs> yeah, so did, have you got like a place already that you're planning on moving back to for like... Yeah, yeah. I'm staying on campus this year oh, okay. I couldn't be bothered to look for like an outside campus mm. accommodation so it's just not and I don't really have a great experience with the last one in Canterbury I moved to oh where did um, you live if you don't mind me asking yeah in Canterbury it was just it was literally 10 minutes away from campus um kind of on just send place? no oh. I hate Hill's place it's horrible I don't like, oh, nah. I one year. oh no the, the transport system there is just Never. And you think it'll be better because it's closer, but no, nah, no, nah, nah, is not, it's not it. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, I'm staying on campus, which is, the, I think it was the most convenient thing I could have done, really. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so what's actually before I even go even further, I should ask you to introduce yourself. So, okay, have you started recording? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh no, that's the whole thing. That's my thing. I just like jumping in the middle of the conversation. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, what did you ask again? <laughs> so, who are you? Because obviously, we've been talking about we both went to the same uni, but obviously, yes. I graduated and you're still there. Um, yeah. But yeah, introduce yourself. Introduce your podcast. Who oh, you okay. A bit yeah. of self promo. <laughs> obviously, obviously, use the platforms. Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, my name is Taiwo um t-a-i-w-o for the non-nigerians out there because i get all sorts of pronunciations literally you would think tao is the easiest thing to pronounce but no there's teo there's tewu all sorts all sorts i swear (laughs) tewu teo um tewu 
anything but tyro that's what they say and i i just have to keep correcting them i guess sometimes i don't not gonna lie no, no, no. sometimes you, it's just an you effort correct, no, you <laughs> your name is your name you know, you you know a lot of people a lot of people say that like oh you must say my name right but honestly i don't care i really don't care <laughs> as long as i know it's me you're talking to like sometimes they say tebu and i'm like yep <laughs> yep like i honestly don't care i'm not too forced about it i mean like as long as you have a good i don't know how to say it as long as you have a good um connotation to my name as long as my name is not like my reputation is not been i don't know what's the word blemished or <laughs> yeah. tarnished in uh, any way i really don't okay. care what you call me not gonna lie i know i mean i'm not speaking for everyone in like you know the black community or like the you know bame community but i really don't care when people say my name right or not um sometimes i correct them sometimes i don't <laughs> just putting that out there um because i'm not gonna lie i say people's name wrong a lot i think i think black people get away with it <laughs> you know i mean there is no i wouldn't say we have um some privileges but i think we get away with pronouncing you know other um bame communities name wrongs but when it like community blame bame communities yeah we get away with it a lot when we pronounce people's name wrong but if it's the other way around then it's a problem like when a white person says your name wrong um as a black person you're like oh like oh, rude <laughs> <laughs> you know but i'm not gonna lie i don't i don't always say people's name right especially like the spanish names the polish names i've completely you know ruined some <laughs> you know what, i i am open to being corrected i don't like it yeah. when are like i don't like it if people are offended by being corrected or they're no. just like they're like oh my gosh oh I, oh i can't believe i did that if as long <laughs> as i will correct you but also at the same time if i get it wrong please correct me because yeah. i want to make sure i pronounce your name right and i want us to be able to recognize each other because i feel like especially because we live in england it's so easy yeah brush over your name and be like oh i'll just breeze past it but i'm really like no like say our names correctly like i wouldn't <laughs> go around pronouncing uh, i don't know julia's july or some names are easier than the others like my name yeah. i think my name is easy not gonna lie. i think my name is so easy so when people say it wrong i'm like it's really not that hard and then like this is how i tell them i'm like thai like thai food and then whoa like you saw something exciting and then they get it so sometimes yeah. you have to give them like some kind of um you have to break it down you have to break it down and even literally my managers at work until recently they only just started saying my name right but i don't blame them because i never really corrected them because i worked with different teams um so when i moved to this new team towards the end of my um well towards the end of my placement which will be ending soon i just never really bothered to correct them and recently when i did they were like oh my god i'm so sorry why didn't you tell us i'm like honestly i don't care <laughs> and they're like oh my god it's literally a month left till you leave and we're only just saying your name right and like i literally said don't worry about it i'm literally i'm serious don't worry about it um but yeah if someone's like offended by me saying their name um wrong i would completely acknowledge that um i was talking to this girl actually this polish girl who was very surprised she was literally stunned that i said her name right her name was spelled m-a-j-a and somehow automatically knew it was maya um just being in london there's like people from loads of different places yeah. and i have all sorts of like friends from different yeah, places yeah. and she's like how did you know and i'm like i don't know maya like i know the j is not like a j but she's like how and i'm like i don't know how i literally don't know how but i guess i have different friends that their names are not pronounced how they're spelled so it just literally came to my mind it's like in spanish um i have a lot of spanish friends as well i, I was trying to learn spanish at some point but <laughs> that didn't work out well um but yeah it's like spanish you know how the j-o-s-a it's not jose it's jose mm, yeah so yeah i just learned from people like that and like some polish people i mean my ex was polish so maybe that maybe that came into it in some way but i just knew her name was maya and not maja okay. <laughs> so, so, wait, so going off of that because i want to circle back around a little bit you mentioned yeah. your ex 
Polish and I've listened yeah. to like one or two of your episodes. Oh my god, did and, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you do mention your ex. But actually, I yeah. did mention you do have a podcast as well. Yes, yeah. I forgot to plug that in. Okay, I have two podcasts actually. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Um, oh, did you not? No, I just know about I saw him first. But yeah, okay. go on. Yeah, I've got okay, so Little Dose of Taiwo is the first one. Um, as you can tell, it's got my name in it. So it's it's quite personal to me because I started it um, actually a few months into my placement while working. I would just come home and I don't really feel fulfilled. Like You know, when you study, you kind of study all hour round. Like when you're in university, you study day and night. But there's something about working a nine to five where you get home and sometimes you're just like, I've kind of worked for someone else and now I'm like I don't feel like I'm doing anything for me I don't know if that makes sense but I was just looking for something to do with my time in the evenings and then I was like oh my god I could do a podcast because I've been getting loads of comments people saying I'm so animated (laughs) the people say I talk a lot and then they say I'm so animated when I talk and I'm like you know what I think I could do this because I started listening to podcasts last year summer okay the receipts the receipts podcast yeah they're my faves they're my faves I started listening to that and then a couple of others and I was like maybe I should start a podcast and within like two months I actually started a podcast Mm -hmm. and then fast forward this year summer um in June actually in June I I had an idea to I wanted to do YouTube but <laughs> I don't have the time for that because I'm working. Um, and I was like, everyone do something else. And with my podcast right now, you know when you have a podcast that has kind of like yours, you talk about everything and anything, don't you? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when I talk about relationship stuff, there's some like demographic that I don't want to hear that. Um, like boys, for instance. <laughs> sometimes when I share my podcast with like boys, and if it's like a girly thing, like oh, asking your man for a wedding ring, which was one of my episodes. <laughs> one of, yeah, oh my. <laughs> some oh my of my friends, some of my male friends were like, oh, so girly, like we don't want to hear that. And I kind of took that as a like, feedback. You know, right. you probably said it, you know, as a joke, like just dismissive. Like, but I took that to heart. I was like, yeah, maybe I should do something that's a bit more tailored. And fast forward um, June, I was watching Desperate Housewives. Yeah, which, which uh, franchise? What do you mean? No, Desperate Housewives. No, I'm thinking the, about... Real, thinking Real Housewives. Housewives. I don't watch Real Housewives. This is a series. It's quite yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to watch one. Oh, I love it so much. I, watched it when I, I used to sneak to watch it when I was younger because I was under 16 when I was watching it. So yeah. I would like, when my parents would go out, I will go watch it behind their backs because I knew I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm like, well, um, I'm something older than you. It used to be on after I came home from school. So I yeah. just, my parents, be home so I'd turn on E4 and just like catch Desperate Housewives yeah. like, oh, what's happening I, yeah. I loved it so much so it was so good it was so good so when I was older I mean now this year I saw it on Prime Video and I'm like oh my god yeah. I used to sneak and watch this when I was young yeah, yeah. um I didn't start watching it all over again from the start but yeah I talk a lot I don't know if you've noticed let me just get straight <laughs> to the point <laughs> let me just get straight to the point um yeah I was watching it and then these two housewives were fighting and then one of them said I saw him first and then the other one was like yeah but he chose me it doesn't like you if he wanted to go out with you he would ask you out the jingle <laughs> came from because when That's- I was listening to your episode and I hear the jingle I'm like Oh, this is kind of catchy. I saw him first. He's all mine. You can't have him. No, I saw him first. I saw him first. I like the hashtag. And I was like, Oh, I wonder. Okay, I guess maybe Tyra's adding someone. Like maybe she's just adding someone she knows or something like that. Okay, no, that makes no. sense. Yeah, and then you know sometimes it takes it takes something so little as a name for you to just like for it's a click in your brain like oh my god yeah. I could start a second podcast so I was like I want to start podcasters relationship dating and relationship alone so that way I have um, a niche and I know that whoever is listening to that wants to listen to that 
Mm. you know so that's how I saw Empathize came about and it's so funny you said that like, you don't know I have too because some of my friends <laughs> some of my friends said they thought I stopped um Little Dose of Taiwo to do I saw him first or like change the name of my podcast or something I'm like no I have too and they're like oh my god I didn't know that um so yeah that's 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 how it came about I hope no, I don't ramble too it. much no, it's fine <laughs> I love it that's amazing though the fact that you're able to maintain one that's personal to you and yeah thoughts but also that allows another one that allows you to talk about something I feel like a lot of black women and also I feel like a lot of Nigerian women we've been taught as we've grown up isn't like something sex and relationships we can talk about about yeah I still haven't included sex yet because I'm still Ah, a bit mindful of all listens um I feel like when I get a bigger audience then it'll be worth it it'll be worth the risk (laughs) but it's so great to hear like the origin of I saw him first and like where the title came from yeah I mean (laughs) I I remember the episode I was listening to actually recently was the um, multi-date one Um, because like I'm currently kind of in that season of my life trying to I love it I I was listening to this like oh I relate to this so much and you mentioned how you had basically 24 hours of dates yeah you had a breakfast date a lunch date and a dinner dinner date yeah the efficiency I love, I love it. it. It was it was so much fun. Not gonna lie, if there's something I'm looking forward to being single, it's doing that because mm. it really is fun. And I'm I'm just bummed with Corona around because you know it's gonna, it <laughs> it's gonna it slow down my um, wilding a little. <laughs> it's gonna make it a little harder to be yeah. you know hot girl summer everywhere. But <laughs> I yeah I would recommend that for anyone who's looking to um just explore the dating scene yeah definitely were these people you met on tinder yeah yeah is tinder an app you recommend because I yeah (laughs) I tried years ago and then I deleted it this time around I was on bumble first and then I deleted it I downloaded (laughs) for maybe like a minute and I was like nah and then my friend recommended Hinge. And I'm yeah. not looking for a relationship at all. But she right. was like, for like, just date it. You can still just date people. I mean, everyone's yeah. just there to date. And I feel like Hinge has been the most successful thing. Oh, my God. Everyone says yeah. that. My sister, my twin sister, I have a twin. Um, <laughs> I was like, Tyra is like yeah. a twin name. So maybe she, you are a twin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a twin sister and um, she uses Hinge and she's had like some progress with it. She said it's the yeah. best one because she started out using, using Bumble as well. And she said she didn't really like it. She didn't really like the idea that she would have to make the first move and guys would kind of not respond within 24 hours. And that means they would like cut off the connection or something if you yeah, didn't yeah. respond. And she thought it was just bullshit. Um, but she likes Hinge and she's met a couple of people who have Hinge as well and she, she likes it. She really likes it. I think I might explore Hinge. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not ready to like, yeah, I'm not ready to get back in yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think even like, oh wait, do you mean get back in and like dating? Dating, in general? yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I'm yeah. still taking some time off. <laughs> uh, uh, when, was yeah. your, when was your last relationship, if you don't mind me asking? Just June, just two months ago. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's like, still pretty recent, so it's still not not an open wound, but it's still not healed yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know I'll be doing myself a, a disservice if I just jumped back in so quickly. Um, so. Not, yeah yeah you know what you're not ready for yet it's I know I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you know growing up that like, you just I, I, I'm so like proud of myself I don't know if that's so I don't know I don't want to like toot my own horn or anything no, but no, I am no, proud no. of myself that I'm actually able to like know I know this about myself that you're not ready because I see what mm-hmm. I've done wrong and I see what like I don't want to continue. I see like the the pattern. I don't want to continue, and I know that right now, if I go back in straight away, it will continue. <laughs> um, so I'm like, maybe take a little bit, you know, of time off and just reconnect with your friends. Honestly, that's been the best part about you know a breakup. Just like you remember so many people that you've not talked to for so long, and it can be it can be a bit like hypocritical um because your friends are like oh now you remember me <laughs> but yeah. um it just yeah it just reminds you that it's so much more there's there's like a whole world out there outside of your own personal relationships so, like 
um yeah I, I'm just exploring the friendship world right now. <laughs> the friendship world is a good world. The friends, the friends are the ones who will hold you down after you know the relationship has has drifted. Yeah, away. yeah. yeah. I, I, I broke up with my my ex in February, so that was right before oh. the virus. Yeah. So, I like how has it been like experiencing a breakup during the pandemic? Ooh. You know, I am so, like, my personality is so, like, I'm not the most vulnerable, vulnerable person. Like, I don't like to be vulnerable. I don't like people to see me in pain. Um, Because I feel like when people look at me, they see this jolly, happy person all the time. I've heard so many people tell me, you're so bubbly. You're so, like, vibrant. You're animated. You're so happy all the time. But I'm really not. It's because I don't let them see that side of me. Um, So even while, like, I was going through this, for the first three days, I didn't even tell my twin sister. And we're Mm. in the same house. We're we're literally in the same room. (laughs) And I didn't tell her. Um, because I just, well, first I feel like, you know, I failed, you know, like I failed in this, like, I don't know how to explain it. I know it's not always your fault, but Mm -hmm. because I feel like because I initiated the breakup. So I felt like I I took a lot of people don't talk about this. They think it's the person that's that you hurt that feels the most pain. But sometimes it's it's the person that hurt you that feels the most pain because you have that burden of like, oh, I hurt this person that I don't want to hurt. Um, and then there's the there's the there's the feeling of I failed. Um, this relationship didn't work out because of me or because of you know something I did. Um, so I just, in that way I didn't want to tell her I don't want her to like have a bad representation of because she's never been in a relationship um so I didn't want her to see me in pain and have this like negative connotation to dating or being in a relationship so I hid it from her for like the first couple of days and the only time she actually found out the time she found out is because I was telling my best friend (laughs) which I actually hid it from him as well um we were talking and it was like oh so how is you know this person you know my ex my ex and I was like um um." and then it was like uh Tywo what have you done (laughs) (laughs) it was like what have you done what have you done instead of what happened he said what have you done because he knew that I I, yeah you know we were one of those people that everyone thought like you know you're gonna be forever together forever and ever so people are like like what have you done like what happened like no like you're joking right that kind of thing and I was like yeah we broke up and it was like what (laughs) um so my sister was like what at the same time because she was in the room and I was like and she was like that's not fair why didn't you tell me and I was like sorry <laughs> you know because she was like I wanted to ask that you know I haven't like you guys have not been on the phone because we usually call like almost every night and literally fall asleep on the phone like with each other um yeah a bit cheesy but we do that yeah yeah so my sister is used to that she's used to you know me talking at like 2 a.m you know mm. with person and falling asleep and she was like I just noticed you guys haven't talked like she said she was gonna ask but she didn't wanna like she wasn't sure so she, I don't know so that's what happened and you know with regards to how it was it was devastating especially because like being African like you said no one really talks about this so my my parent like my mom didn't even know about this person mm-hmm. I never really introduced him even though I was seeing him for like a year and a half um, oh that's the same yeah. I never introduced my person and I, I was did. seeing him for a year and a half yeah, yeah I just go on. Um, it's just like no one in my house has introduced anyone even my older brother is like 24 so I was like I'm 22 I mean I was 21 at a time well 21 22 actually from 20 but still I just didn't feel comfortable enough to even be like I'm seeing someone you know to my African mom because <laughs> she's like blackity black you know she's not that <laughs> civilized African or anything you know like there's some posh you know African parents where they talk about boys to their kids um yeah I don't, mine. I don't know that. 
not mine yeah a lot of i mean a lot of caribbeans actually are free free about it because i have a bunch of caribbean friends who have introduced their men like since they were like 18 like to their parents but i can't relate to that so it's difficult when you're going through a breakup but you can't really feel that you can't really feel the pain because even your mom doesn't know so it's like i had to suppress it you know, I feel like when I get back to uni, I've been telling myself this I'm gonna have like a breakdown the first week when I'm by myself oh. when I'm actually Yeah, because I'm like I've been suppressing it for so long because I can't really be sad around the house because my mom's gonna be like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I had to suppress it and in a way it's helped because I feel like when you don't acknowledge the pain, sometimes it, it almost feels like it doesn't exist but <laughs> but that, um, that comes out later on comes out later on i'm very but aware of that yeah and i know that i'll be able to i mean that's why i'm kind of looking forward to being by myself again so i'll be able to let it out and finally be like now i can move on <laughs> um yeah so that's why i mentioned earlier that i'm so not ready <laughs> yeah i mean june was two months ago that's yeah understandable like that's yeah. yeah of course they do t- say it takes six months isn't it when you have a year relationship it takes six months when you have a two-year relationship it takes one year oh, <laughs> I'm like oh my god that's so no, long like, <laughs> the whole half, like half the amount of time you guys were together so yeah I guess yeah, that makes sense. yeah. I mean I, I definitely understand the whole keeping it from your parents also suppressing that like pain yeah. or hiding because that was my experience with really? my brain yeah I dated him for um, like a year and a half basically like we're we're properly Mm. together for a year and a half Um, and then we broke up in February and then it was like just before the lockdown as well so in my mind I was like okay when I'm feeling good I'm gonna have my whole period (laughs) I'm gonna get into this I was like you know period but I was like I was like I was obviously still hurting and then lockdown happened I was like okay now I'm at home and now you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. And you can't really escape the feelings of hurt. So yeah. I think me, like, it was weird because I was, I had this time that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. And obviously just recently going through a breakup, it meant I could use that time to maybe analyze some of my feelings or analyze what yeah. I was thinking and how to process it. Which Is that how you started a podcast? No, it wasn't right. actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I started the podcast because I've done podcasts in the past and I had a radio oh. show actually at Kent with my friends and oh. we're like developing it into a podcast now to do now that we've graduated but I wanted to try okay. and figure out do something different because we usually like planned every episode and had a certain format so and cool. it was four of <laughs> together but now I'm, I'm trying to do like a more relaxed thing and just talk to any random person or any person I find who like yeah. has something interesting to say yeah but, yeah so going back to what I was saying I think I mean, I'm never one to tell someone, like, how to process their pain. Yeah. And I'm glad that you've acknowledged, like, you are suppressing it now. I am, yeah. Out later on. Because I can imagine, like, if you were just just pretending to be completely fine, that would be another thing. I'd be like, um, Taiwan, I don't. But you acknowledge it. And whenever the healing process is, whenever you're fully allowed to have that space to fully heal, I I fully believe going to be great but being in an African household and going through a breakup that's something I've never it's a myth it's literally no one talks about it because you can't can't just bust up crying in the living room because your mom's gonna be like um you okay you can't just overreact like you can't just you know scream at someone like even to your mom <laughs> like if she says something and you're like i don't want to do that and she's like she won't understand like you're going through something else even just recently oh my god african parents speaking up um just recently she was i was like oh i'm so stressed or something and she's like what do you have to be stressed about <laughs> and i was like what what do you mean what do i have to be stressed about I'm a grown 22-year-old woman. Do you really think I have nothing to be stressed about? She's like, oh, I mean, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like, what do you, you know, she just sees you. She still sees you as a child. Um, So to her, really, she's like, you have nothing to be stressed about. You know, she's the grown-up. So she's the one that's, you know, seen the world. So she's the one that's got mm-hmm. stressed. But I'm like, mom, <laughs> like, I, I have stress. I have work stress. I have uni stress. I have personal life stress that, you know, you don't know about. And she's like, what kind of stress? I'm like, nothing, not telling you 
um but yeah it's really hard too because you you hear like um well, quote-unquote white people you hear when they go through their breakups how they're stuck in their room for a couple of months you know their parents coming to console them doing this trying to make them feel better and just like freeing them like my ex okay he's is white because he's polish and he's he told me how because we still talk once in a while and he told me how like his parents kind of gave him a break from like pestering him to get a job because <laughs> he just graduated <laughs> and like when he graduated they were pestering, pestering him all the time like what are you doing now are you applying for jobs are you doing this are you doing that you know you, I'm gonna move you to the shed outside you have to get your own place and stuff like that and it's like they kind of give me a break you know they don't like stress me out anymore because they saw that I was in pain or whatever and I'm like well nice for some <laughs> like at least your parents actually and they've been like going to the park as a family to kind of get him to like feel better and I'm like oh. well, must really be nice to have like that kind of support system you know oh. I don't have that sounds <laughs> nice Sounds nice. Sounds nice. Sounds really even, nice. Even my sister, like, because I never really, we never really talked about things like really personal. So, like, I couldn't really talk about like, oh, how I'm hurt or anything to her. We don't have like that kind of relationship. We talk about anything else from like, you know, schoolwork, the stressing us out, or work, um, like work, work, the stressing us out, all our, all our friends, the stressing us out, but not really relationship. It's still a taboo, and I really don't like that. It's almost like until you're, I don't know, thirty, you can't really mention boys, but at the same time, they want you to be married in your twenties. Somehow, somehow it works. You know, out wait, honestly, my mom mentioned yesterday because my sister was like, "Oh my god, almost everyone I know from like college is getting pregnant and like getting married <laughs> or something," and. And then my sister was like, imagine getting married at 23. My mom's like, why not? And I'm like, say what now? Because <laughs> um, she's like, yeah, because she's, I mean, she's mentioned in the past that no, none of you have, I've come, none of you have brought anyone home. She said, she, showed, she told my sister, I wasn't home when she said that. Um, mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, you're not too young. But at the same time, I know for sure if I'm like, oh, I'm going to my boyfriend's house, the kind of yeah. she would give you, like, to do what? <laughs> Why can't you go <laughs> to the park? <laughs> that, that, okay, that's my question. So, like, if you did bring someone home, would she instantly assume marriage is the next step for this She person? would, 100%. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing I didn't want because I'm, I'm at East family because they're quite liberal about, you know, dating. It was... Yeah it wasn't going to be automatically like okay so what what are you doing in the future what's your 10-year plan (laughs) what's your plan with my child um you know let me meet your family to do an introduction no you know it was just easy breezy met them during you know his sister's birthday party and and i've been over there like over like for christmas as well um another time so it was it's chill with his family but i know when it comes to my side of a family it's gonna be this whole thing of you know an introduction ceremony (laughs) 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 i was just like oh oh, no picturing i'm picturing lace i'm picturing gala oh i see it i see the colors pink and gold yeah (laughs) i wasn't ready for that and (laughs) luckily he understood that because he's he's a he's a south london boy he's so um let me just use the word um woke (laughs) in a way he he understands the old like african um anti-culture he understands the old wedding um Uh, culture uh, when you bring a man home how they're expecting you to be with him forever um so it really luckily for me it it knew that it wasn't because i wasn't proud of him or i was like hesitant to introduce him for some reason or i didn't see a future with him which which would be like a, a very like I would understand if it felt like that because if someone was hiding me from the family as well, I would feel that way. But luckily, you understood that it's because of the culture, the African culture. So it didn't pass to me. But he said a couple of times that his parents didn't understand it, which, you know, right. his parents were like, um, why haven't you met, you know, your girl's family? Um, you know, do they even know about you? And he was like, yeah, only, only you know, her sister knows about me, but you know, not the rest of the family. And it's like, oh, why is that? And then he had to kind of explain to his family that we have kind of a different culture 
culture here. You know, dating dating is still yeah. not very like not not a very open conversation. You know, it's so interesting to hear you say this because I yeah. feel like as as a Nigerian woman as well, I recognize mm-hmm. that dating when you're when you have a boyfriend, it's not something you like instantly let your parents know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how my parents would react to me bringing someone home because I have a younger brother and yeah. he's introduced girlfriend but that really? was like he did it like maybe after a year and a half or something so he oh, like did it for time. he's um he's 22 gonna be 23 in a few oh, months very brave so, like, of him I know right <laughs> I'm, I was like oh my gosh it's the first partner that's being brought into the house I love oh. this and she I came to do that for my house as well someone needs to break because I think that's it because he's always been like the like like the the go against the grain one so he's oh, like right. the break free so yeah. i feel like he's done that now so it's like me and my other sibling we're kind of like okay it might be all right yeah. if we bring one home but i think yeah. it's so interesting that you say that because yeah. i think about how <laughs> for me i recognize not i recognize not knowing someone's parents because my ex yeah. was also Ghanaian, but it yeah. was like still like okay we're from west you didn't meet his parents either i didn't meet his parents either so i recognize not meeting someone else's parents but if i talked to like maybe one of my oh i had like a white co-worker who was really surprised that he hadn't met my parents or my family and i had they were like (laughs) wait you guys have been together for like a year this is like we were about a year they're like you guys have been together for a year you haven't met each other's parents weird and in my head i was starting to think wait is that is that weird it is yeah it is weird outside of the culture so you know to other people it's like why you know like what what's the reason really um so yeah I mean I think like you said someone needs to break it (laughs) if my older brother um brought someone home then I would feel more comfortable doing that or I would I say I'll say if I was a bit older as well I still feel some kind of way being in my early 20s I feel like Mm -hmm. if I was like 26 27 then it's kind of the age where they're already looking at the clock like um grandchildren (laughs) (laughs) honestly because she she, she did mention that oh it's you know it's better to have it quick have your kids quick and when you're 40 the kids are grown and I'm like no thank you I want that shamani first let me make my first million I want my kids to live the life honestly mm-hmm. i want them to live their life and if i'm not at that point yeah there's no point i even said i may not even have kids she's like what don't mm-mm-mm. she's like don't even say that i'm like i mean that's just that's just how i feel you know that's perfectly fine i feel that, yeah yeah, my I've not even said that to my mom but sometimes i think it i'm like i might not even want to have some kids yeah. you know but they yeah, just I sound can, like stress. Yeah, a lot, you know, and also the statistic about you know how when women enter into marriages, their life expectancy goes down, but men's instantly rises. I mean, God forbid, yeah. but at the same time, it just seems like being a woman in like any form of committed relationship or marriage is instantly like because of societal pressures and what we've placed yeah. in terms of gender roles is what women should do, what men should do. We oh. are instantly burdened with so much more. Yeah. I'm hoping the relationship I have does not that it does not include that but yeah. it's just seeing so many people work as mothers and then also yeah. as wives and then also yeah. go to work and have full-time jobs there's a there's a lot there's a lot that. a lot and that's one of the things that kind of you know made me kind of move towards not having a child and mm. it's just like it just sounds like so much responsibility and like sacrifices my mom even mentioned that you know you would have to make a lot of sacrifices as a parent. And um, there's so many things that I wish I didn't go through as a kid. I wish, you know, they did differently, like my parents. But then I'm like, I don't know what I would do if I was in their shoes. So it's almost like, ugh, do I even want to go through all of that? <laughs> right. Do I want to, like, you know, question my abilities, like, as a parent? Or do I just not even want that at all? Like, I want to live for myself first of all because it's true when you have a child you you have to put someone else before you for the rest of your life literally you can't be selfish otherwise you're not a good parent that's how I see it you can't be a selfish parent so and I want to be selfish (laughs) um because I just feel like you know for personal reasons I've been selfless for so long um one one Mm. of the reasons being that I have a brother with disability and he's been always asked he's always asked like had to be first in everything we do like as a family um 
for my parent, uh, for for me as well, for my other siblings, we had to put him first all the time because he needs, you know, the extra help. So I just feel like I don't really want a child. And she's like, don't think of your brother. Don't, you know, don't let that be the reason why, you know, it's just because he has special needs, you know having a child won't always be this stressful you know they're gonna grow up and live their own life I'm like yeah but mm. <laughs> it just sounds like a oh, like lifetime of making sacrifices and uh, just living for someone else and I don't want that and I don't want to have to like make my feel my kids feel indebted to me you know how African parents are like when you grow up you make money and take care of me <laughs> I'm like yep. if that's the only re- if that's the only reason you're having kids, then you're having kids for the wrong reason, you know. Yeah, that also makes like it begs the question. Then, are we gonna do anything differently? Because I feel like our generation is very much looking at how we as children should be allowed to be selfish, and how if we had kids, mm. we should allow them to be selfish because we understand the stress that has been placed on us as the children of immigrants but also like the children of like Nigerians and African people it's like Mm. the whole culture of you look after your family you cannot like detach from anyone even if they're toxic like yeah I think it's so good that we're trying to do that because I see so Mm. many discussions happening especially like I'm on Twitter a lot on the TL talking about how we shouldn't feel this like this this culture of indebtedness to our family we need to we need to break from that because mm-hmm. it's damaging to us and it's not selfish it to want to care for your own mental health and your own sanity. Oh my God, yes. And um, I feel like, honestly, if I if I actually start talking on that, I might go on forever. Because <laughs> really, it's, it's hard to be selfish when it comes to family. It's so hard because a part of you is like, I want to take care of myself as well and my mental health. But the other part is like, but yeah, this person needs me. And the family, like, am I going to be a bad person to not want to be there for them and put their needs above mine? So it's this constant struggle of do I do what's best for me or do I do what's best for this other person? Because, you know, family is supposed to be the most important thing. But I think family is whoever you feel at home with. Like my some of my friends I would call family and like African parents don't understand that. They just see friends as like someone who's disposable. I don't know if that's the same with your family. Yeah. Yeah, my parents, they don't, they're not always about, like, disposable, but they're very much, right. like, they they are people, like, friends can come and go. They're yeah, very much, like, see it. literally, they're, they're, like, oh, you have your friends, but don't be so, like, and I think it's also based in biblical stuff, because they mm. know, like, there's, there's this verse in the Bible about how you should be able to be willing to let people move on if, like, their season has passed. And right. I mean, I get that, but it doesn't mm. mean that I try and hold and love them and care for them while they're here i see some of my friends as family and i think my mom doesn't understand like whenever i say oh i want to go and do this because my friends are going to be there she's like oh what are your friends 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 how many friends did you see in this house (laughs) she's like (laughs) she's like when uh, when i need help when i'm struggling you know with with like you know finances or even with my brothers like extra help and stuff she's like how many friends did you see around and in my head i'm like yeah maybe you don't have good friends <laughs> i can't say that out loud obviously um but like in my head i'm like i know my friends will be there for me because they have been there for me you know so i know i know the people like call my friends like you can't obviously you don't know people 100 friends could always betray you there's people that mm-hmm. i have i have had to kind of cut off along the way and I feel like they don't see us capable enough to make that decision. They think maybe we're blindsided and like we don't yeah. see the bad friends. Yeah, I think they worry they about a, us. Yes, yeah. they see it as a bad influence when you have like too many friends or when you're always about friends, friends, friends. They're like, mm, like you know, no, every friend is a good friend, that kind of mentality. But like, mm. I know that. <laughs> they don't I think that wonder, we know that. Yeah, you know. I also wonder if it comes from the fact that being like, I mean, I don't know when your parents came to England or if they were, like, born in Nigeria and then they came here or if they mm-hmm. were born here. But I feel like it also comes from the fact that over, like, back home, there's definitely a culture of you look out for the people around you, like, you live in a community. But yeah. here in this country, it's it's very individualistic. And maybe mm. they worry that because it's so individualistic, you never know if someone is truly there Yours. to be there for you yes. or to, like, truly, like, look out for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that that's the. I feel like yeah, definitely. That's that's like our main concern. She's always like, mm, be careful with this friends, friends, friends. You know, a bit like watch your back kind of thing. Um, and one hundred percent, you can never know someone's true intentions because truth be told, there's there's been people that have kind of um not really stabbed me in the back, but they've kind of not really been um the best of friends and obviously I see that and I've kind of slowly withdrawn from them some people I've cut up um cut off completely but I think they don't understand that we see these things as well we see that not everyone is our friends they just think we just embrace every single person and and I know being black as well in this community they're like like out for people that pretend to be your friends you know like you know some white people <laughs> that might not really necessarily um like you but just pretend to you know people can be racist internally and just pretend to just yeah. get along with you so there is those people as well that we need to watch out for um mm. but you know i've also made like incredible friends from my uni like my 21st birthday party um at uni my my two best friends threw it the full legit like surprise party for me and went above and beyond and i've never felt that kind of love before in my life in terms of like from friends and it's like it's a memory i would never forget ever 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 but like those kind of friends like i will not throw them away because i i see the value in them you know they make me so happy like i'm trying to move my stuff back um to storage um in a week and i'm like trying to hit up my friend like come on let's hang out for like even if it's just one day before um i you know come back home to london and i'm sure if i tell my mom that okay i want to stay an extra day so that i can hang with my friends she's gonna be like oh this friends 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 well she doesn't get it that these people are like the source of like so much joy in my life you know there are good friends out there like you actually yeah. need to just find them you know yeah definitely mm-hmm. i think there has to be that, like, we have, finding a community outside of your family is so important. Yeah. Otherwise, you just stay in the house all the time and you're just in this family space. And, you know, yeah, we love our family. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> you have to live outside of them because yeah. I feel like it's so important to experience life and culture outside of your family. Because if all you know is your family, then I you feel like minded. that, yes, definitely that, mm-hmm. like, would have one view of the world and that yeah. would be it that could, that could be, be it. so dangerous definitely definitely and like i mean like even things that you can't tell your family you know like we mentioned earlier like you've got friends yeah. to talk to <laughs> you've got friends to talk to you've got friends to oh experience the world the with stories i tell my friends that i could never say in this house <laughs> oh, oh my goodness <laughs> wait do, do your friends know about your podcast um I, maybe kind of because obviously they see the microphone <laughs> in your room but I, yeah they yeah. see it and I sometimes tell them oh I'm recording today but they don't dive too much into it yeah. I remember when I had the radio show back at Kent yeah. they would be so excited about it and they'll be Aww. like oh send us links send us links and then I'm thinking of some of the topics we talk about and I'm like yeah, no. yeah I'll, send, I'll send it to you later and then I never send it to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah because my, my sister does a podcast as well um she oh, just started this summer podcasting family i, I love know, it um our podcast is called toss it out yeah um hers is a bit more um like self-improvement um kind of breaking the norm conversation so she that that's basically what the, you know, the title says toss it out basically toss out um the very stereotypical ideas or like the norm basically so we she basically questions a lot of things on our podcast so she's talking about feminism patriarchy um religion sometimes and a bunch of other things so she's yeah she's got podcasts as well (laughs) and like yeah but my mom is actor as well um a couple of times i was she calls it broadcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she thinks it's life uh, <laughs> she thinks it's a lovely love thing it. yeah uh, so sometimes she's asked her like what are you talking about and because hers is a bit more you know it's, it's things because one time she talked about toxic positivity and my mom was like what's that 
and she's like yeah you know like when something bad happens to you and people are trying to be like oh at least it's not as bad you know at right, least the people right. will have it worse and she's like yeah but you know we have to be grateful it's, a, it's an African culture as well isn't it to be grateful regardless it's a religion thing as well that someone else has it worse so my mom was like, oh, I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. And I was like, see it like this, mom. See, see I fell down from the stairs and I'm crying like, oh, my God, my leg hurts. And then you see me and you're like, oh, stop crying. At least you didn't break your leg. She's like, oh, I was like, yep, that's toxic, toxic positivity. Because you have to first acknowledge that I'm in pain, first of all, before, you know, you say like, oh, it's fine. You'll be OK, rather than at least um, you didn't break your leg. Right, of course. <laughs> um, so she really liked the idea for my sister, but I'm not sure what she'll feel if I said I have a podcast called I Saw Him First. She's like, huh? <laughs> What's that about? Relationship? Boys? What? <laughs> She's going to want to listen. <laughs> uh, and that's, that could start... Sorry, I dropped my bottle. That could start a whole another set of conversations. Oh, like, definitely. Oh, what is multi dating and what is uh, <laughs> what, what's this about men paying for your dates? Don't you have money? Why are they paying for your dates? Nah, she would want them to pay. Ah, yes, 100%. love it. Love it. <laughs> and even like my stepmom one time she was talking she was asking me about because I went to I went to Paris for my birthday last year with um, my best friend that I actually talked about two of them that um threw my birthday party for me we went to Paris together as well and I think she kind of thought one of them was my boyfriend um even though I see now being outside of it I'm like huh it could have been actually <laughs> it, it legit could have been so easily I could easily have gone to a, you know a different country with my boyfriend um but they weren't like there were just two guys that were my best friends and you know she was just kind of like oh that one you know the other one looks handsome and asking me questions <laughs> about him and like I was like yeah it's really nice this this and this It's like yeah you know how you know a good man it, you know if someone she's basically talking about chivalry um or the door pin paying when you go out to eat and stuff like that and I'm like nah I don't want a man to like I don't need a man to pay for me I can pay for myself she's like no don't 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 do that (laughs) she's she's basically trying to say like stop with the old feminism like shit like no um so she's she's still old school in that sense where she she wants she wants a man to like provide in yeah that's so interesting because now i'm wondering what my mom would say if i told her (laughs) oh i went on a date and like she if i was like oh i paid because i've never even I've never even brought up the topic of dating as an adult, but if I yeah. if I even insinuated that I was paying, I wonder if she would be like no, or if she was like. I yes, think she would. Fun. I mean, does she like did she grew up here or in Nigeria? Grew up in Nigeria, and then she came here when she was, I think, it was either when she was sixteen or like early twenties. Like oh, her, that's quite young. Yeah, she, 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 she might like, be open to the guy paying then. <laughs> I'm wondering that too. Because I know she, like, she went to boarding school and her parents were here and then they moved back and then she, they stayed there and then she came here a little mm. bit later. 50-50, I would say. Yeah. 50-50. So, yeah. It might go both, both, both ways. Either way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She might be like, no, 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 that's not a good one. <laughs> or she might be like, yeah, it's fine. Either of you could pay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'll bring it up. So maybe I'll finally have the topic, the discussion of dating as an adult. Because whenever I go out on dates, because I've been doing a few um, in person dates with oh. Hinge, but you know, trying to be safe with Corona. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but whenever I've been going out, she's been at home to ask me where I'm going. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go meet a friend. Same. You know, sometimes I think they have a hint, they have a, an idea. So too. When I you don't so. say like friends, when you don't use plural, um, I think they, I think they, they look they, like because hmm. <laughs> sometimes when you get back, they're like, Oh, so how did your you know outing go? <laughs> so, like my friends were always saying, "Oh, my parents know if I've stayed over at someone's house or if I've like spent the night, even if I hadn't yeah. said it." And I would be like, "I don't think." But they live in your house. Like I mean, you live in their house. How would they yeah. not know? 
Well, no, I would tell them, like, I'm staying with a friend. Oh, right. I haven't done that before. (laughs) Ah, Okay, let me advise you. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, please. Show me the way. (laughs) You know what? See, if I give out my secrets on the air, they will confide it. Okay, well, so (laughs) what I would do is I'd be like, oh, I'm... I'm going to help my friend with this or like I'm helping or or I'm going out with my friends and then I'd be like oh there's a chance what we're doing might finish late so I'm going to I might stay over but I'll call you and let you know so then obviously what we're doing finishes late and I'm like (laughs) oh I'm just gonna stay over and they'll drop me off in the morning or something like that and they're like oh okay cool and that's usually how it goes now it helps now that some of my friends can drive too because I use them I use their car driving skills as an excuse. <laughs> Even if I'm not with them. Yeah. Which, sorry, friends, but you know it. Already. Wait, how old are you now? 24? I'm 24 now, yeah. Oh, okay. Good guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're definitely at the age where they're looking at you thinking. <clears throat> you know what? I haven't got any questions from them. And I think really? I'm lucky because my parents got married when my mom was 29 and my dad was 30. Oh, so okay. I feel like maybe in their mind they're kind of like pushing it to the end of the 30s but yeah. their biggest pressure was always like education and yeah. jobs and businesses they were like we want you to be established you need to have like be able to provide you for yourself that's mm-hmm. our focus for you so whenever I even brought up dating when I was younger they were like why yeah I mean like definitely when you're younger they're so opposed to it and it's almost like once you get in your 20s, then it comes up a lot in conversations. Like she starts praying for you. At least my mom does. Because <laughs> we do like yeah, even like, in um, yeah, you can hear your it in the prayer. Did your mom do the whole and I pray that they find a good husband or something? <laughs> and like God, yeah. God is ordained for them. Along yes, along that line. The the mm. bone of their bone and the flesh oh, of their flesh. flesh. Of flesh <laughs> yes. Your that you will be their rib, you'll be an, an yeah. excellent wife. The biblical praise. Yo, I just want to find a place to live in by myself first. I even mentioned that to my mom. I was like, oh, I think when I move out of the house, I want to just live by myself when if I can. She was like, why? Are you a loner? And I was like, (laughs) okay. Just want to be myself. Yeah. You can can live with, I think she was assuming like if I was moving out, it's going to be with a husband or a partner. Like, if I leave this house, I think in her mind, she's like, oh, you're leaving to go to your marital home. And in my mind, I'm like, nah, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like leave straight after uni. I'm praying to God I find um, like a good job where I don't have to like, it doesn't have to be in London. So I don't have to move home. Um, But no, my mom doesn't really care that it's it's with a man. Like, I think as long as you can afford it, um, she would say like yeah carry on <laughs> yeah she's chill about that she's not like in your face with it she's just like hinting that you know you can right you know you can <laughs> you know you can be married right now you're made to yeah you're not too young <laughs> so oh, she's yeah. reminding you like oh yeah. it's legal fine you can yeah, marry yeah. It's like, because yeah, I mean truth be told when you're younger it's a no like it's literally a taboo um so I feel like they feel they feel the need to tell you now that it's okay. You know, I expect this of you by this age. <laughs> uh, right. yeah. I, I allow you now to potentially yes. find someone to yes. marry. You're not yes. allowed to. Yeah. Mm. But they still say things like, oh, what was this word my mom used that really got on my nerves? She was like, um, she was basically trying to hint at not, you know, giving yourself away to a man. Basically, you don't have sex, like all Nigerian parents do. And she was like, oh, what word does she use? She's like, um, protect your dignity and your something. And then that word hit me. I'm like, Ugh, like oh, that's not my, my dignity. If you think my virginity is my dignity, then I don't want that man. Like, if, if that's what the man wants for me as a good, like, partner, then that's not me. Like, <laughs> that's not, you know... Yeah. Yes, honestly, I think the importance that's placed on virginity is too much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> even like, not even just our culture, in society in general, but obviously yeah. we're coming at it as like Nigerian, Nigerian yeah. people. Like the whole idea of like saving yourself for marriage, I understand I it. I hate it. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> 
I I hate it. Let me tell you why I hate it. For two okay, reasons. So, for yeah. two reasons. Um, I mean, let me just start by saying I know the idea behind it because a lot of yeah. Africans are religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my one reason why I'm so against it is because they don't tell guys the same thing. So I'm coming from the feminist um aspect mm. where I'm like, I don't hear you telling my brother that his virginity is his dignity. So I'm not gonna take that from you telling me my di- my virginity is my dignity. That's one. And two, the idea that marriage is such a like i don't know it's such a like i don't know how to describe it it's like too much is placed on it like now what so you get married and now you have this big thing for the first time like oh my god like nah it's really it's really just you know not to be too um explicit but it's really just it's really it's really just what it is it's it's biology it's like an innate um it's it's a innate one like as humans we're supposed to do this <laughs> um the, the whole point of sex is not just for pro- procreation like it's so outdated to think about that you know and that's where the all being in a marriage comes from because you're supposed to use it as like a procreation mechanism like you know man and woman come together as a family and have kids Mm. And that's so outdated because what? What if I don't even want to get married? Let's say be- for my own personal reasons, I don't want to. I don't know. Have my la- my man's last name. I don't want to ha- be legally married to this person for any other reason you might have. So what? You have to not have sex for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they're saying. We yeah. have to remain nuns if we decide to never get married. Exactly. And who wrote it in the who wrote the Bible though? Like I don't Men. think Jesus exactly. Thank you very much. I don't think Jesus straight <laughs> out I don't think Jesus straight out said from his mouth, Don't have sex. It said um moral um no, sexual immorality immorality and that can mean so many things. That can mean so many things. It could mean like prostitution. It could mean like adultery, for instance, as I understand, is cheating like outside of a committed relationship or outside of a marriage so if i'm not doing either of the two why is sex a sin obviously i'm not gonna go into the all religious aspects because i'm not the most religious person my mom is so obviously she has her own background and all her beliefs but for me it's not a personal belief that i choose to uphold (laughs) let me just say that to be honest for me when i hear sexual immorality i don't even consider sex work or prostitution in that because i'm right. like this person has made the decision that this is the job that they want to do that's yeah. their own decision immorality exactly. is like yeah. when you get into the dark stuff of like abusing people and manipulating people you see why i said it's so it's so up for interpretation i didn't even think about that yeah. look, look at that that's when it's a problem for me i think like rape for like, instance is a sexual no, immorality yes. yeah definitely like one of the biggest ones and yeah i think one thing like i really like you mentioned it i really hate is how it's always put on women to preserve their virginity and preserve their purity and we must remain pure and then (laughs) pure for men (laughs) run around and do whatever i think what i'm grateful for is that my parents they've tried to make it equal because i'm the only daughter tried to be like okay you all save yourself for marriage but, I know, <laughs> but when they say they say some things my mom sometimes says something like why are you wearing something that short or why are you coming back at this this yeah. late of a time you know it's not it's not a ladylike time to come yeah. home and then I'm like these little words are like I know these are just directed at me and yeah. when I correct them like oh no it's for everyone i'm like no because you wouldn't comment on how short my brother's shorts were about how late he's coming home it's just the pressure put on women to preserve their quote-unquote purity to be so modest and like perfect you know if you want if you want to remain a virgin before you marry that is perfectly fine that's up to you it shouldn't be something that is imposed on you by outside forces. i agree personal yeah, I think it's it's a choice. I think yeah. stripping someone of that choice is just, it's not even in the Ten Commandments. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? Adultery. 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 Thank is. you. So just keep keep your genitals to yourself and don't it's, sleep out of your marriage and we're good. Exactly. That's how I see it because people see sex before marriage as adultery. 
that's why I say it's open to interpretation. They mm. see that as some people will tell you that's adultery. But uh, according to yeah. what I know, it's not because I'm not cheating on anyone. I'm not doing it like at the detriment of someone else, if that makes sense. So it's all like, you know, no one knows the exact in everything is just open to interpretation no one knows the exact thing is right or the exact thing is wrong i think just make your own personal choice and make sure that like you're safe <laughs> that's like the most important thing to me um you're safe and you're doing it because you want to not because someone else thinks you're a bad person for you know whatever reason so honestly yeah. that's that's pretty much it and that's a perfect <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today, Taiwo. How, thank you for uh, having you me. Oh, that's perfectly fine. You can come back anytime, <laughs> please. This is a great conversation. You, you have to be on mine as well, honestly. I, I, <laughs> let me know when. I'm open to it. Let me know when. I love talking about relationships. Sure. I can even do first like sex episode. I love it. Like, <gasps> you know what? I have to really plan that one. <laughs> because there's literally so much that i've not told like nobody even my sister so okay okay yeah just tell me when it's gonna be thank you for coming on thank you for having me